it is I, your host, Dharma, also known as The Entertainer, and welcome my guys, gals, and non-binary pals, also known as The Magic Pants Collective. Yes, that's what I'm calling it, because we are fun here, because rainbows are amazing. Now, bring your rainbow butts over here, because we are talking about write what you want to read, draw what you want to see. Here we talk about professional writing and professional digital art, all the tips, tricks, what not to do's, and everything in between about these two creative subjects. And we also talk about a few other things here as well, including, you know, business and how I'm doing personally, and my thoughts just on all sorts of different things and cool stuff. So welcome, and I hope you join the Magic Pants Collective today. Rainbows out! Hello, it is I, Dharma, also known as the Entertainer, also known as your demi queen and welcome back again today. Now, today we're going to be talking about a superpower that I've been interested in since the very beginning of my writing journey, and that a lot of us out there really love, and I'm mainly going to be focusing on the different, um, the different, uh, subtropes of this super superpower, and the modern media it's been used in. So, let's get started. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the superpower of teleportation. Now, teleportation has always been a very popular superpower since forever, I'm pretty sure. And, um, it's one that I really love and is near and dear to my heart. But, something that's very easy to do with this power, along with a plethora of others, is to have it overpowered. Overpowered is simply a term used for whenever a power or ability is just too much. You know, um, for example, in CW's show The Flash, uh, um, uh, aside from all of the other things that don't make it the greatest show in the world, um, one of the things is that um, Barry Allen, the main character being The Flash, is able to go so super ultra fast that there are so many occasions where he could have done, where he could have um, taken the bad guy, put him in handcuffs, immediately thrown him in prison, and been done with it. In fact, um, for almost every single villain he runs into in every single season, he can do just that. The only excuse he has for certain villains is that they're also super speedy people, and um, they could potentially run away, unless uh, unless um, unless they're doing what they always do in the show, which is doing their super evil uh, bad guy monologue, which you could easily catch them off guard whilst they're doing that. So it's one of those things where if you if your character's superpowers are so powerful, in the case of the Flash, where he could literally, even in the beginning, just scoop up any superhero that wasn't too heavy for him and throw him into jail immediately. It kind of leaves your audience frustrated. So, I figured today with the superpower of teleportation, we'd look over some of the ways that teleportation is restricted in a way to where it's not too much you know, and can't automatically fix every single problem that your characters have. Doesn't mean you still won't find, your audience still won't find loopholes, but hopefully they won't be as frustrating as the dang Flash. Dear goodness, I never thought a show would have so many loopholes. But anyways, so let's begin. So, 
first off, we're going to be looking to the Harry Potter series, um, specifically. You see, um, in the, I believe it's predominantly shown in the Deathly Hallows books, but in the Deathly Hallows, um, books, spoilers here, um, I can't remember which one of our three main characters did it, I think it's Hermione because she is the designated smart one. Um, she decides to use the teleportation spell, I can't remember the name of it, so we're just gonna call it that, in order to get her, Ron, and Harry out of a pretty sticky situation with the Dark Lord himself. So, but the thing is, and one of the reasons why they haven't used teleportation um, up until this point is um, something, I, yet again I can't remember the name of it, but I'm just going to call it teleportation burn. You see, there is a chance uh, in the Harry Potter universe that when you go to teleport yourself, if you don't do it just right, um, you'll end up with either you, or in this case your fellow companions, ending up with some serious inner, um, inj injuries. Now, I believe the in-universe in explanation for this is that, um, you're, ta you know, you're traveling through space, but the thing is, is if you don't travel through space just right, your arms slash legs slash body parts don't come back together in the right way, and so you're left with some pretty bad injuries, which happens luckily only, but still sadly, to Ron Weasley who ends up needing some magic potion that Hermione keeps in her infinity bag, or infinity purse. Yes, there's an infinity purse, no, I'm not going to explain that further. So that's one of the things that you can do for teleportation, is risk the injury sustained if the teleportation isn't done correctly, like for example if your characters are scrambling and are not calm enough to correctly do the spell slash use their ability then they could end up coming out the other side with some macho injuries. Another thing that's shown in Harry Potter that's also a weakness when it comes to teleportation is I believe the second time they do this. It's either the first or second time. They only ever do it twice, at least the main characters anyway, so I can't tell you. But um, either way, one of the bad guys, uh, Miss Crazy Hair, um, throws a dagger into the teleportation cloud while it's still visible, allowing it to teleport along with our characters. Now instead of coming out the other side um, being perfectly still or something like that, the dagger instead stabs one of the char uh, characters in transit so they come out the other side a little bit dead. So, you know, that's, that's not fun. But yeah, that's another thing that could be used as a kind of weakness. Now, I recommend going more with the teleportation burn thing, simply because of the fact that um, I, I don't think it's going to be too often when your characters get a dagger into their teleportation cloud, or whatever you want to call it, So uh, unless it's specifically a supervillain versus superheroes kind of show. Um, but other than that, I think it's best to stick with the, stick with the teleportation burn as the main weakness for it. Um, another thing that um, you could do with teleportation is if you, if instead of it being a superpower or ability, you have it uh, more on an object. Um, I know this is a little bit different than what we've been talking about so far, but I'm sure you can mold this to apply to characters with this ability as well. 
Um, but in the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's an absolute favorite. Please do go watch it on Disney+. Plus. This is not a sponsorship, I just really love the show. Um, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, at some point, spoilers again, at some point there is a magic rock, um, I'm gonna call this magic rock, um, Steven, because I can, and, um, one of the characters, um, Fitz, and yes, that is his name, Fitz goes to, uh, Fitz ends up containing this rock, and, um, his love interest character decides, you know what, I'm gonna give it a little touchy-touch, even though we know this rock is probably a bad thing, and this is probably a terrible idea, but whatever. And so she goes and gives it a touch, and what it does is it teleports her to an unknown planet in uh, quite a wee ways away, and um, she has no way of getting back. Now, there are two different weaknesses that you can take out of this example. Number one, the, um, where it teleports itself. You see, the rock doesn't give any indication of where exactly it's going to lead you to. And, um, you know, it, and this could be molded where in other stories you could have this magical object, um, teleport to a bunch of different random locations or just the same location. Um, but this is a weakness that you can take out of it. Like you said, you can mold this to being a superpower where they can teleport, but you never really know exactly where you're going to end up. But it could also be useful for getting out of a sticky situation where you know you're about to die. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's a trade-off. Like, on one hand, you don't know where you're going. But on the other hand, like, do you really want to die right now? Or do you want to have a fighting chance just on a different planet? Um, so yeah, that's one weakness to take out of this example. Another weakness that you can take out of this example is the fact that there is no way back. Now, I think these two in combination is pretty good. Um, but, um, you know, using one or the other I don't think would be too bad. Um, but yeah, so, um, the other weakness you can take out of this is that you can't get back once you're there. Somebody has to come through and get you. In fact, that is the solution in the show, is that, um, the rock, um, there's some sort of ritual thing, I can't really explain it, um, in a short amount of time, but there's basically a ritual in a certain, like, um, really old church, that is done that open that allows the rock to open up as a portal and stay open for um about an hour or so i think is what the show said um allowing the people on the other side to get to their fallen friend now of course um this is something that supposedly happens once in a blue moon and they just happen to catch it right on time and all that all that you know show stuff to explain why our friend isn't stranded forever and ever. But, um, you, you get the point, you know. It's one of those things where, um, unless you've got friends on the other side, you're not gonna be getting out of there anytime soon. Also, does anyone get that Disney reference? I, I haven't even watched the movie, and I get that Disney reference. I don't know, maybe, maybe I just like frogs. Anyways, so, yeah, so those are a number of weaknesses you can put it, put on it. Now, personally, the weakness that I put on my own teleporting characters, um, if it's their superpower, is that they can only teleport to places that they've been before. 
Um, it's kind of like in the Pokemon games, at the very least in Pokemon Sword and or Shield, um, which are the games that I have. I don't have any other Pokemon games. But in those games, there's a thing called a flying taxi. And um, this flying taxi can take you back to the places that you've been before. But if you've never been there before, the flying taxi can't take you there for whatever reason. I don't know. It, I, I think it's the game's excuse for you to go and, you know, explore the Pokemon that you paid the, that you paid to go explore. Um, but anyways, so yeah, this is commonly used in Pokemon games, it seems, where you have to get there first before you can um, go back there again, um, just quicker. So, yeah, this is personally what I have for my characters because I feel like it's not personally too limiting, but at the same time it's limiting enough to where they can't go immediately get their kidnapped friend if they've never been, been to Darkness Alley before, or this other planet, or galaxy, universe, whatever. So, yeah. But, yeah, anyways, if you guys like me and you want to support me in all my future endeavors, then go ahead and check out the links in the podcast episode description down below. The first link is to my YouTube channel, Horns and Halos, where I do story time, speed paints, video gaming, comedy skits, and all sorts of fun stuff that I do every day that just wouldn't have fit on a podcast channel like this. Please do go over there, subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell, because I post at least once every weekend, and you're going to want that juicy goodness when I'm not doing this podcast. Woo, I'm speedrunning this here. Um, the second link in the podcast episode description down below is to my Redbubble shop, Rainbowrific, where the main highlight is the LGBTQIA plus collection and all of its pins. We've got pins for days. Recently, I have added um, gender fluid, agender, abrosexual, I believe. Um, I might be wrong on that one. I'm, I'm fairly new to that one. Um, abrosexual, and, um, there was another one. There was another one. I know there was another one. But either way, we've got those, um, we've also got demisexual, demigender, demigirl, demiboy, and all sorts of other pins. Uh, pins out the wazoo. If you don't see a pin for your flag, it's probably on the way because I'm making them all the time. So please do go check that out. Um... Um, uh, the last link is to my re-released course, um, The Secrets to Digital Art with Procreate, um, where I basically, um, I teach you everything that I know about, um, creating digital art within Procreate. I teach the, I teach a step-by-step method for creating digital art, the digital art schematic. Um, that I use every single day. Um, when I talk about doing digital art on this podcast channel, that's the method that I that I refer to and I use in my, all of my professional and even hobbyist work because it just works so well. Why use it just for my professional stuff? So um, yeah, please do go check that out. Even just viewing, even just viewing one of these is um, amazing. And I'm sorry that I paused there for a second. I don't know why I did. Um, But anyway, so yeah, please do go check that all out and I will see you all in the next one.